Welcome to the broadcast. I'm Derek Bradley. I manage education abroad here at University of the Pacific. This week, our guest is Anthony Maximov here who studied abroad in Germany. Welcome, Anthony. Thank you for having me. So why don't you tell everyone a little bit about yourself, who you are, what you did, why you're here? <laughs> well, uh, I, I'm a fourth year mechanical engineering student, and then I'm a blended master's, so I'm going to study my master's in engineering management. Very cool. And uh, I came back from, I guess, a year long hiatus uh, in the spring no yes in the spring I went to Germany and then in the fall I did my co-op in the US okay so. just now re-emerging yeah to, to the yeah, light yeah, of day. yeah coming back to the uh, United States education system <laughs> so you are one of the students who studied abroad at one of our exchange partners correct correct I was at a Hochschule uh, Esslingen for all those who see these weird letters in front of Esslingen right right right, right. Um, basically Polytechnic Institute uh -huh. Esslingen um, down in the southern part of Germany in the state of Baden-Württemberg. You know, uh -huh. People mistake it for Bavaria, but it's just uh, left of it. You know, just west. left of west of Bavaria. Yeah, exactly. Good exactly. old Baden-Württemberg. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Uh, right by the city, which happens to be the basically capital of automotive engineering and uh -huh. car manufacturing. Okay. Because uh, the big city nearby Stuttgart happens to be where... Daimler, Mercedes-Benz, uh, Bosch Industries, Siemens, and Porsche have all their manufacturing there. A little bit of a draw you know, there. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so car is king over there. So did you fly into Stuttgart? No, 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 no. <laughs> I actually flew into Frankfurt because that's the, the major international okay. airport. Okay. They're actually working on an airport in Berlin, but it's been delayed quite a few years. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So Frankfurt's the better Frankfurt's, destination to fly yes, into. Yes, definitely. There is a there is a local smaller airport of Stuttgart, and I flew out of it often. Okay. But Frankfurt for international flight, like from the U.S., is just so much easier. And then how did you get from Frankfurt to Esslingen? So um, I took a train. Okay. The, the tricky part about trains in Europe is, you know, there's the stereotype of Germans always being on time. Their trains are never on. Oh, really? Never. They're either way too early or late and sometimes don't even show up. Wow. So I actually found a train pass that allowed me to take any train of that day from Frankfurt to Stuttgart. When did you find this train pass? Uh, online. I was researching before you. Before, yeah. Before you I'm got a, over there. I'm a big planner. I like. Okay. I like. I like to walk around and explore, but I like to have points nice. of locations whenever I travel. Yeah. So I knew I had to get to Stuttgart okay. to get to Esslingen, the smaller town. And I just I did a bunch of research on trains and stuff, and I found a special pass that allowed me to use whatever train in case you know my flight was right. early or late. And yeah, I took a train from Frankfurt to Stuttgart. Did you purchase that pass before you landed in Germany? Yes. Okay. Way ahead of time. Saves the trouble of the language barrier <laughs> because my my German is uh, I I know a little bit. You know, yeah. Ich spreche ein bisschen. But it, at the time, I had maybe a few hours of Duolingo lessons. Uh, but I, I do speak French and Russian, so I thought, oh, that'll help me. And no, no, not at all. <laughs> and you know, you, they, you get you get told that all of Europe speaks English. That's a lie. Yeah, uh, that is completely untrue, especially <laughs> in the more rural parts. So buying stuff online is a huge plus, uh -huh. especially ahead of time. The only issue is, is if you run into like delays or anything like that, which I did very often. Okay. Certain passes though are really helpful. Like I found halfway through my time there. EU rail pass that United States citizens can buy or actually other non-EU citizens can buy is super helpful. 
So basically you pay for, let's say an extended period of time. I mm -hmm. paid for three months because that was how much longer I had left potentially. And you can basically ride any public transportation system in the EU wow. with this pass. Wow. As long as you followed the steps and stuff. Like for night trains, because those were more popular, you had to buy like a okay. reservation. Mm. It was maybe four to 10 euros. But that saved me so many more times than like buying an actual nice. train pass Very because cool. I could just hop on, write in my final destination on this pass, have it checked, make sure I had the proper reservation or proper paperwork, and it was just smooth sailing. Now, what would you say to any students who are listening out there who are afraid to go to Germany on this program because they don't speak any German? Oh, it's really not that bad. I'm. There were so many international students from all over the world that they did teach lessons in English. But you have to be careful because I also decided to take two classes that were taught both in English and German. And that one wasn't as favorable because you you lose you think it's it'll be fine because oh they teach reteach in English. Problem is is they go half and half. They'll say like a paragraph in German and then a paragraph in English, oh, and gosh. your focus is just completely scrambled. Yeah, exactly. It's, so it's a mess. of the classes that you took, which were your favorite? I had a fantastic professor in design. I don't remember his name, but he worked for Deutsche Bahn, which was the train the train company, the major train company of Germany. And he taught two lectures of mine. It was uh, economical design and design methodology. And it was just a phenomenal class. Just interesting stories about his time working in both in other countries and in Germany, dealing with cultural differences and how to basically design as an engineer, like in most general sense. It was a mechanical course, but it was a very general uh, lecture. How many students were in this class? It was... It was all just international students, actually, uh -huh. so about 50 of us. Okay. It was that normal class size for all the classes you took? Yes, yes. Okay. The, the only one that was really large, actually, it was less than 50. I think it was maybe 30 people. Okay. The only one that was really large was the one in Gopingen. So that was a, uh -huh. they had three different campuses. The Gopingen one is for mechatronics specifically, so electrical and autom uh, automated Design. Now, is that the campus that's pretty far away? Yes. Okay. And so, so students I probably shouldn't mix Unless it. you're an electrical engineer or studying mechatronics, I would not recommend staying in the campus there or taking courses there because it was an hour train ride. Yeah, that's pretty far. Um, and there's not much to do there. Mm. Uh, I would get cheaper haircuts there, but uh, <laughs> there isn't much. Uh, go for the expensive haircut. Exactly. Worth it. But uh, <laughs> back to the class, it was. Um, control systems and I had heard that it was easier than the one in the United States. I didn't realize that studying a class in both German and English is extremely difficult. <laughs> but that was a rather large class. That okay. Was, that was a I large class. Size. 60 students. So when you said that the class was mostly international students, how diverse of countries did they come from? Oh, they were from all over. Mm -hmm. We had students from Spain, Finland, Italy, Switzerland, China, South Korea, Singapore. Wow. France even, although they, I didn't really talk to them much. But yeah, all over the planet. And what would basically. you say was your primary social group? Uh, I have, I had really strong friends from Singapore and Finland, but I had a couple from South Korea as well. My first day actually was orientation. It was the following day after I flew in. They started like a week-long orientation process, which was really nice. I highly recommend if you find a university that make sure they have like some 
buffer before you yeah. fly in and start classes. Definitely. I, hey, uh, my first day, I was walking around the campus completely lost. It's a maze. Oh my goodness. But uh, I ran into the three only American students, other oh, wow. American students that were studying abroad. They were from Rose Holman in uh, Indiana Institute of Technology. And uh, yeah, they were great too because we would, you know, try to cook American food together, <laughs> especially when we were homesick. Yeah. Sometimes travel together as well. But yeah, I definitely had a lot of friends from Singapore, Finland, South Korea, and I'm trying to remember where else. And China. So where did you live? I lived in Esslingen. So there was the city campus, which was where I, it was basically downtown Esslingen. Of this, I, it's funny. Esslingen is a city, but it was very rural. Mm. We had our own castle. <laughs> we had a giant, giant vineyard because the city is actually known for its wine. Oh it, wow! The Romans used to like have a vine, have vineyards in these hills. That's Baden-Württemberg is famous for uh, vineyards. In all honesty, stick to Italian or French wine. It's not great. <laughs> but if you like champagne, their their sect is is decent. Okay. I'm not a champagne guy myself. Okay. But it's a very rural city, uh -huh. I do have to say. And yet there's a downtown with like one mall. Okay. A bunch of... What was really nice was the festival, yeah. especially closer to summer. Uh -huh. Just every other day, honestly, on weekdays even, they would have like tents playing live music and oh, wow. stuff. It's a beautiful, beautiful town. Did you live in apartments? Yes, yes. So it was, they were apartments that were associated with the school, but they're not owned by the school. They were actually owned by a company in Stuttgart. Okay. So I'd, I'd have to correspond with this company, basically. Did you have to find it on your own? Did Esslingen kind of help It was provided you? for on the website. Okay. Um, so it, it's like, it's it was basically an apartment with only students in it. Okay. It just happened to be not owned by the school. And did you have your own bedroom? Yes. And yes. a shared kitchen? Yes. I shared a flat with basically five other students. Did you find your uh, international students? Yes. Okay. Uh, we were basically the United Nations of wow. compared to the others. Did we you had... find yourself cooking a lot? Yes. Yes. That was the cheapest way to eat. Um, uh, it was interesting, too, because I would stock up on groceries preparing for the week, and they don't really process their food like we do. Really? It, it goes bad real fast, oh. um, which I found out the hard way. <laughs> but it was fine. It was a smaller town, basically, so the grocery store was a 5-10-minute walk. The okay. It was a 20-minute walk. Okay. If you took the bus, much shorter. Okay. And, yeah, I would be cooking almost every other meal and then save my money for my weekend endeavors. Now, tell me about a typical day in the life. <laughs> a day in the life. Oh, it's funny. I, I wish I did like a time lapse, but it was raining all the time. Mm. My walk. Yeah, the spring is very wet and windy. Okay. In southern Germany. Now, it um, starts a little bit later than the regular yes, term. Yes, which was very fortunate in my case because I actually got an engineering internship before I got to leave. Oh, wow. Paid and everything. So, I, I so when does it start in March? Yes, March okay. 4th was when the orientation started, okay. and then a week later was the first day And goes until? Until July. Okay. All right. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I think I, I finished most of my classes the first week of July. That was when I had all my exams. Okay. So did you have morning classes? How did, what did your schedule yes, look like? Yes. So Germans absolutely, or at least what I saw, um, also speaking with uh, other German students from other universities, they love their morning classes. That way they have their afternoons or evenings to go off to cafes or whatever for dinner. 
but yeah, I had a 7.30 a.m. on oh. Thursdays, oh, which was terrible Painful. because Wednesday night was when the school <laughs> bar was open, of course, <laughs> oh, <no>. of course. <laughs> okay. Um, it was 7.45, actually, okay, so still, I got a 15-minute still pretty buffer. early. Okay. All right. <laughs> But uh, the rest were 9 a.m. Now, um, what would you say was different about these classes as compared to classes back at Pacific? There's no required homework or midterm exams, okay. quizzes, or anything like that. The entire grade, even the registration, is based off your final exam, mm. which was complicated because they didn't release the final exam schedule until early June, late May. Okay. Which was scary. It was right. it was terrifying because they did mention that some classes overlap, mm. even though it's a month long exam period. Right. Some of their them overlap. So, what advice would you have for helping students avoid potential like the likeliest of problems? So, the they, best way to avoid it is to stick with classes strictly in one department. Okay, that, that makes was sense. their advice. Okay. Because typically they're either the same professor because. There's right. only a couple of professors for that department, or they, they've actually worked together. Because um, probably the sure. local students aren't mixing up classes as much yeah, as the national yeah, students Yeah, that was do. one thing I found interesting as well was that the unlike us, we, we have just general mechanical engineering, civil engineering, et cetera, et cetera. They have more of a focus. Mm. And for your bachelor's degree, you actually have to write a thesis in that focus. Mm. So it was really funny getting the question, yeah, we get your mechanical engineering, but what, what's your focus? I'm like, well, mm. there, we don't have that, but my master's might be in this, this, yeah. this. And they're like, what do you mean master's? <laughs> yeah, it's very different. Uh, very, very different. Were you able to connect with any Germans? You know, it was, it was difficult. I, I do have a couple of German friends, but um, the social culture was very interesting. You know, I'm, I'm only speaking of my experience, but at least what was told to me was that oftentimes when you go out in Germany, you are strictly going out with your friends. Mm -hmm. And unless you're formally introduced to someone by a friend of theirs, they will stick to themselves. Mm. They're very, not introverted, but they're right. very uh, stoic, I guess you could say. Okay. So I, I definitely found myself making more other friends sure. of, from other countries, but I, I had my my handful. Now, did you travel with this group of friends? Yes. Where did yes. you go? Oh, I went all over the place. <laughs> I So I would try to travel with a different person every week. Wow. Yes. Well, at least rotate. With sure. <laughs> Take I, shifts. I found, that, I found that traveling with the same person brings out issues. True. That's true. Um, <laughs> traveling can bring out the worst in people mm -hmm. very often. It's it's a stressful environment to be in. I'm, I'm fairly adaptable and fairly fluid. My my schedule is insane. So being president of clubs, being part of multiple different clubs with my class and working all the time, I find myself to flourish more under stressful conditions. But, you know, I would rotate through friends. Uh, every other weekend, I traveled with this one Finnish man named Yuho Ripati. Um, we went to Italy together. Oh, where? We to Florence okay. for a weekend. And then we went to Vienna, Austria, which was one of my all-time favorite cities. Oh, wow. Absolutely loved Vienna. Why? Oh, and the I'm a sucker for architecture, especially like Northern European architecture. <laughs> My friend Yuho described it as a better Germany. Okay. Um, it was just, it was very clean. The trains were on time. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I saw a lot of great, fantastic sights. Um, I, I played piano growing up, so uh -huh. I got to see Beethoven's apartment. 
just a bunch of cool stuff. Very cool. There. Then I, I traveled with the Americans I met from Indiana. We went to Budapest uh -huh. in Hungary, which yeah. was phenomenal. Oh, yeah? Uh, my second favorite city. Why? Once again, the old like Eastern European architecture combined with Ameri like Americanized capitalism was uh -huh. just an interesting clash. Not to mention the hills and forests right next door and the mm. Danube River is just to die for. <laughs> eat right by it. Oh, just, oh, I, I, it was a fantastic place. We also went to, we explored Germany together. Okay. We rented a car, which was very expensive. Yeah. If you're under 24, 25, yeah. insurance for rental cars is absurd. Oh, wow. So we rented a car for the three day weekend that we had, and we explored like the castles of Bavaria. Any favorites? Like New Schweinstein. It's, of it's the best one. <laughs> I think that's the one it's, that's posted all over it campus. Is, it is. <laughs> it, well, it's it's the poster child that's right. castle. It's constantly renovated, it's enormous. And it's the castle that Sleeping Beauty is based on. Uh -huh. So, I mean, that's that's the German castle. <laughs> okay. Um, and then we went to Croatia for a week. Oh, wow. Uh, and, and we wanted to rent a car, but we experienced all that yeah. issues with insurance. So we just stayed in Pula, okay. which was extremely cheap to, to fly to. $20 okay. round trip. Wow. Um, and then we got an uh, apartment for ourselves, for the three of us. Nice. Actually, a house, actually, now that I remember. And just had fun in the sun. Just Excellent. White beaches and clear water. But wow. be careful of the black sea urchin. Yeah. Uh, bring water shoes. That was a mistake oh, I made. No. I almost ended up in the hospital. <gasps> what happened? There's just black sea urchin all over the. the did you step on it? I almost did. Oh, okay. Uh, luckily, it's in the water. Okay. So you can kind of like hop over it. Oh my gosh. Um, but yeah, and then I went cliff diving and kayaking Whoa. there. Oh, it, was a, it was a blast. <laughs> Unfortunately, I missed the uh, national park. Okay. That is a must in Croatia. Okay. Um, and uh, due to us not renting a car and not oh, wanting to take get a bus, there. Yeah, they yeah, couldn't yeah. get there. But I want to go back. Okay. Any other places you visited that are worth mentioning? Moscow. Yeah. Moscow. Hands down. I've I've been to Moscow before. I have family there. Okay. Moscow is just a metropolitan of its own. Oh, it's wow. It's such a unique city. Uh, there's, it's huge. It's enormous. Just the square footage of mm. the, the city is just massive. And the public transportation is fantastic. Mm. Every metro station is a museum by itself designed differently as it was <laughs> in the Soviet Union. They designed it for the people and uh -huh. they've kept it just clean and with mosaics and murals galore. Oh, wow. Uh, the food, I, I'm biased because I'm ethnically Russian, but I absolutely love the food. The, pe the people, okay, yeah. <laughs> though I speak the language, they're a lot friendlier with me. Sure. I'm, we, we don't smile. That's not a thing. Right. I, I, as a native United States American, I <laughs> smile all the time, but it's just something the R Russians don't do. They sure. don't smile. Uh, you know, they call our, our small talk shallow speech, you know. Okay. Um, it's very actually like uh, Latin American of them. Uh -huh. They like to go deep into conversation or argue. Mm. But um, I, if you can get the visa, I highly recommend to cool. Moscow or St. Petersburg. Very but cool. St. Petersburg is more European. Okay. <laughs> okay. Moscow is very Russian. <laughs> So back to Germany. Yes. Food. What food do you uh, did you really enjoy? There? Oh, so I was taking German history and culture, which was also a phenomenal class. Yeah. But I had an amazing teacher who's a tour guide in um, Tübingen, uh -huh. a small village nearby. 
I forget his name as well, but he had us do a research project and I found a fellow Russian student and we did our research on the food of Baden-Württemberg, the state we were living in. Wow. And so basically Baden-Württemberg has something called Maltaschen, uh-huh. which is a German version of ravioli, okay. but they s- slice it very thinly and put it in an omelet. And it's Whoa. really, really good. Um, a stereotypically like German food is spatzel or spatzle, which is like um, egg noodle, mm. um, but they put a ton of egg in the dough before okay. they cook it. And I made that actually myself because I like to cook. Nice. And uh, it's really simple, really easy to make, but it's just like the protein mixed with some cheese on top. Oh, it's just so wow. good. Wow. So how uh, helpful did you find the folks that worked at Esslingen that worked the international office there? It's difficult to say because it had its ups and downs. Yeah. um, Obviously, nowadays with the internet, it's a lot easier uh, to correspond. But, you know, the time zone change is different. So Mm. you're playing phone tag through email, Mm -hmm. can you imagine? Yeah. Not to mention, it seemed very strict. It was a lot more difficult to interact with the people uh, who owned the apartment mm. than it was the school. The school is fairly organized. They've done programs like these with other countries before. Mm. They're more lenient. The apartment, not so much. Mm. Actually, I was really worried about flying into Germany because mm. I only had a one to two hour tolerance of missing the deadline to move into my apartment, basically. Wow. So I was really stressed out about maybe my train being late or my flight coming sure. in late going the wrong way, which yeah. I did. I ended up taking the wrong bus in Esslingen. Oh <laughs> um, it was like everything that could go wrong went wrong, but I still made it to my apartment. Oh, that's good. Yeah. They were they were the more difficult people to The apartment with. folks? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially for, they were changing the laundromat situation. It mm-hmm. was originally like coin-based, but they were switching it to cards that you like prepaid for. And just like that office had the weirdest hours. Oh, man. It was like nine to one or some uh-huh. absurdly small window, window yeah. where I had like all my classes, of course. <laughs> That's right. And not open on the weekends. Oh, it was a mess. Yeah. Any insider tips for places to eat or places to visit in in Esslingen? As an American, um, fast food is like culturally our thing. And I didn't realize that. Fast food, like they have Burger King, KFC and all that. Yeah. But it's just as slow as a regular restaurant. Okay. It's it's like it's more formidable. You sit down and eat it. Okay. It's not like to go to go things are not a thing. Okay. Except at Turkish restaurants. Okay. Donor places are the best. And they're open on Sundays too because most things are closed (laughs) on Sundays. And it's like I survived on Turkish food here. Oh, nice. Because it was like I could take it to go to my class or Uh I could like, you know, if I was starving and I want something quick. Like Mm. Now, there were a couple different, were there a couple different residence halls to choose from? Would you recommend the one that you went with? Did you visit the other one? Um, Rosnecker 1 and 2 are right next to each other and Mm -hmm. they're just like right along. I had a beautiful view of the river. Oh, yeah? Going through our town out of my apartment. 
even though it was raining all the time. <laughs> Towards the June and July time, it was yeah. like extremely hot. But uh, yeah, I would recommend Rossnecker one or two. Okay, that's where most of the international students would actually reside. Okay, there are a couple others. I don't remember the name on the top of my head, but they're either closer to downtown. There was mm. one, but most it's it's usually filled mm. by German students. And there's one on Hilltop Campus, which was mm. eh, 30 minutes away from downtown. And then it was more in the residential area of mm. Esslingen, and then there's Göppingen. But if you're not taking any classes in Göppingen, I'd avoid it at mm. all costs. So the semester is a challenging schedule to work for fall students to go because of when it ends. But right. if they right. if they were to follow the fall with a co-op, potentially they could. Right. No, exactly. Um, or you could do spring in Esslingen and then follow that with a co-op. But, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. What advice do you have for students who want to do their co-op in Stuttgart or, or through Esslingen? What were the challenges that you ran into there? <sighs> yes, it is the engineering capital of Germany, basically. Mm. Maybe even all of Europe, arguably. But the problem is, is everyone from Europe is trying to get jobs there. Mm. Uh, I So I lived with a man from Spain, man from Switzerland, a man from India, and a German man. And... Um, all of them were working. Mm. Uh, I was the only one taking courses at the time. Interesting. Uh, and they were so they like, weren't Esslingen students. In they Europe. were. They were. Oh. They were students, but they were doing their practicum, okay. which is like their thesis. Okay. But they do their thesis while like interning unpaid. So were they degree seeking students? Or are they yes. short term? Oh, yes, they were. So de- they were actually they were, getting. They were degree. actually full time students. You were the only one that was just yeah. there for. Yes. Yeah, so term. they had been living together already. We had our oh, issues. Yeah. Interesting. Um, okay. But they had already been living together for quite a while, okay. some time, and um, my whole living situation was interesting. But um, <laughs> basically, they were said it was almost impossible. They only got jobs their last year of school. Wow. Yeah. So, what advice would you give students who are interested in this? It's okay. The one thing is GPA is different. Yeah. And I think I screwed up on a lot of my job applications earlier on in the process oh. because I had like a 3.5 GPA, which is fairly strong yes, in engineering. That's right. And but they are on like a 4.5 scale or something like it's that. It's reversed. Oh. So a one is an A and a six is oh. an F. So a 3.5 looked horrible to them and I didn't realize it. Wow. So I had, I, I did all this research on German yeah. uh, resumes and I even went to like a, Gosh. like a review thing. And I guess they just assumed I was like a C student. Oh my gosh. Um, and so that was, I think that was the brutal part mm. um, because I had already applied to like 10 to 20 jobs by then. With that resume, yeah. With that resume. Um, and then I had my professor view it and he was like, what does a 3.5 stand for? I was like, oh, well, that's like, you know, A yeah. average, A minus. And he's like, that's not what that means here. Oh, no. <laughs> wow. Um, and the worst part about it was uh, my laptop broke. Oh, no. While I was in Germany. Oh, my god. So I had to use like a German computer in <laughs> school with no AC. Oh, it was a mess. <laughs> Because um, the Germans, they, they have their own keyboard, you know. The oh, y no. The X is mi- mixed up. They have two shift keys. <laughs> I was like, I'm not buying a laptop here. I'm going to just suffer through this for oh now. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Yeah. Oh, that's rough. <laughs> yeah, and I, I had quite a few interviews as well. Yeah. Um. Also, I think part of the reason was just I don't speak the language too well, mm, unfortunately. They all, ironically, they all speak English at work. Mm. But, uh, you know, I think when... Especially in the manufacturing business, because that was a lot of the jobs I applied for. Mm. When you're interacting with people on the production floor, they may not know English. Mm. 
um, versus like a your your t- typical college grad mm. student. Um, now, did Esslingen offer a lot of courses in English? Yes. Okay. Yeah, there there are a significant amount. Okay. I just would avoid classes that are that are taught in both languages. Yeah, that makes sense. It's just more of a focus thing. Safety. Safety. You know, growing up in San Francisco, I felt a lot safer in Esslingen than <laughs> yeah. I do in my own hometown. But that's that's just my perspective. I don't know. It, it was a cute town with cobblestone here and there, and I had I met plenty of people, both male, female, non-binary, who traveled alone. Mm-hmm. I just I enjoy traveling with other people. Yeah, that's just a personal preference. I like to get to know people, or I would meet people in hostels. Mm. Hostels are the best, outside of how gross they are. Mm. <laughs> so how do you think, just kind of in summary, how do you think this semester abroad made an impact on you? Oh, huge, huge, huge impact. Um, you know, I I knew I wanted to go abroad freshman year of college. I had prepared my junior year with just elective courses because I knew like it would be easier on myself and my co-op situation because in case I did get a job abroad, which I did, but there, it was complicated. And I I just really, I, I wanted to go to a country where I didn't speak the language or know much about the culture, you know, outside of, you know, Oktoberfest and all that stereotypes. And I learned a lot. Uh, I learned about a lot about not only just Germans, uh, just interacting with people from all over the planet. And it was just fascinating to me. So what advice do you have for students who might still be on the fence? Do it. Like, w- what's stopping you? Another s- extra semester in school? That's ridiculous. Uh, the Studying abroad is an opportunity where you can travel without too many requirements too many um too much holding you back you know once you start focusing on your career it's difficult to find the time off and stuff like that and here you get an opportunity to live breathe eat the culture that you're in it's just like a once in a lifetime opportunity very cool so thanks to all of our listeners out there you can find more information about study abroad on our website go.pacific.edu slash pacific abroad you can follow us on instagram at pacific.abroad and facebook at pacific abroad thanks to pacific tiger broadcasting and camille khalili our producer thanks to anthony and a reminder to all of our listeners you can afford it you can graduate on time you can go so come find out how by visiting us in the bechtel international center <laughs>